welcome to On the Brighter Side. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and I'm super excited about the episode we have in store for you. My guest today is a fellow intimacy coach named Amanda Louder. She is a certified life coach helping conservative Christian women to learn to embrace their sexuality and love their sex life. Obviously, you know we're going to be friends. She is <laughs> passionate about helping women become their best selves and creating an amazing marriage and sex life with their spouse. Amanda has been married to her husband, Kevin, for eight years, and together they have five children. She loves music, reading, camping, fishing, and watching all kinds of sports. A girl after my own heart, except for the fishing part. <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband is a big fisherman, so we spend a lot of our time fishing. So, And I've actually grown to love it, so it's really fun. That's awesome. Well, there's a lot of fishermen in my life, but I do not touch worms or sit quietly and watch nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a boat, so we're usually, so I'm usually the one driving the boat while he fishes. That's and good. riding on a boat is one of my absolute favorite things in the whole world. When I was a kid, we used to go boating all the time. Usually that was more like water skiing and stuff. Right. But I just love being on boats and love being out on the lake. So get me out there and he can fish and I can just sit on the boat. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's have you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yeah. So I grew up in Utah. I live in Salt Lake City with my husband. We've been married, like you said, for eight years. It's a second marriage for both of us. So we both came to the marriage with kids. I had three, he had two. So together we have five that, and they range in age now from 12 to almost 21. Two of my kids have graduated high school. They live out on their own. And then we still have three here at home. Our middle daughter is a sophomore in high school and she's the one that keeps us the busiest. She plays three sports, both for school and competitively. So we spend, if we're not watching sports, then we're fishing, but it's usually one of those two things. Right. It's so fun. That's my husband's dream, I think, is just to watch our kids play sports of any kind. <laughs> yeah, it's we just love it so much. She's so much fun to watch. And my oldest son played competitive soccer. So I spent a lot of years doing that as well. But she definitely keeps us the busiest out of all of them. <laughs> well, that's fun. That's fun. Well, I would love to hear the story about how you became a life coach focused on sexuality. Yeah. So I was actually doing something a little bit different. I was coaching women who were struggling in their marriage and contemplating divorce because that's been my situation. And I felt really good about helping women through that and hopefully not having them get divorced, but you know, <laughs> they had to choose what was right for them. But I found that a lot of the coaching that I was doing was on sex. And that seemed to be a big problem in marriages. I have a podcast as well. And I had done a couple of episodes that were focused on sex. And they were by far my highest downloaded podcasts. So I could kind of see that there was a need. But of course, like I was nervous about entering this realm because it tends to be so taboo. It is not in my family background to talk about sex at all. I even by far the most open about it. But I went on a girl's trip with a bunch of other coaches and you know we were sitting around our rented house and sex came up like it does when you're with a group of women. And by the end of the weekend, and they said, okay, Amanda, you have to change your focus because we have learned more from you in a weekend than we have in 15 years of marriage. <laughs> That's so awesome. it was so fun. So I, I, it was something that I've done a lot of work on, on myself. And so I had a lot of knowledge about, and 
it was, like I said, a little nerve wracking at first, but then I just decided to go all in and it has been such an amazing experience. I love being able to help women and marriages in this way. Yeah, I love it too. My evolution of kind of helping couples, you know, in their relationship to helping couples with their sexuality has been very similar to yours, that kind of story arc where yes. I was like, it all comes down to sex. <laughs> it does, it does. But I have to say, I have felt very guided in my work that I feel like I am, you know, I'm, this is the work that I am supposed to do. And so I, I feel very, very privileged to be so intimately involved in so many people's marriages and getting to know them in that way. But I really see that it's such a great work. I agree. I love that as well. Okay. So I love that you're known for helping women who feel like they're never in the mood. Cause we hear that a lot, especially <laughs> busy wives and moms that are building businesses and you teach them to embrace their sexuality and love their sex life. So let's start with this word that we hear a lot and use a lot called desire. Tell us what sexual desire is and where does it come from? Yeah. So most of us just think desire is there or it's not. And what I teach clients is that desire is a feeling. It's the feeling of wanting and owning your wants. And so when we teach, when I teach my clients that it's a feeling, I also teach them that their feelings come directly from the way that they think. So every single feeling that you have comes from a thought, whether you're conscious of that thought or not. So back when you were dating and engaged and, you know, feeling a lot of desire, right? You were thinking thoughts that were creating that for you. And you were doing it very naturally. You didn't even understand that's what you were doing, but that's what was happening. And so what I do is I help women learn to think those thoughts on purpose now mm. because we're not really thinking about it like we were back then. <laughs> that's so good. Okay. So sexual desire comes from thoughts and why is sexual desire such a hard thing for us to come by during certain periods of our life when, say, we're stressed or busy or tired or raising a bunch of children? <laughs> why yeah. is it so difficult to cultivate desire in these times? Because just like you said, we have a lot on our minds. And so when we are putting our heart and our soul into our husbands and our kids and the house and jobs, the last thing on our minds is taking care of ourselves and sex. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be the last thing. So we have to really be purposeful in thinking about it. It can't just be like, oh, if I happen to think about it or when my husband finally says, hey, it's been a while, you want to do it? And you're like, oh, I haven't even thought about it. We have to do it on purpose. We have to consciously think about developing those thoughts and those feelings throughout our days. And that's just not something that we normally do. We just have too many other things on our minds. It's so true. But in your experience as a life coach who focuses on healthy sexuality, what are some of the benefits of having a healthy, thriving sex life in our marriages and especially in those really busy times where you don't think about it? Yeah. So our sexuality is usually the last thing that we develop in ourselves. <laughs> and so if and when we do this, it helps us show up as our best selves in every aspect of our life. We show up as our best self in our marriage, in our parenting, and in everything else. It really, I always say developing your sexuality up levels every single thing 
you do. And that sounds so crazy, but I've seen it time and time again with myself and my clients that just focusing on that one little part just changes everything because you're really embracing you and who you were created to be. So when we have that healthy sex life with our spouse, we learn to negotiate and communicate well. And when we can do that inside the bedroom, we do that so much better outside of the bedroom. You have this closeness and connection that translates to every other part of your relationship. Marital satisfaction goes way up. You are modeling great relationships to your children. And you're always on the lookout of how to make your spouse's life better without sacrificing yourself in the process. So it's a win-win for everyone. Oh, I love how you just described that because I try so hard to teach that to people. And it's so funny because they're like, oh, you mean if I have more sex with my husband, my life's going to get better? And I'm always like, well, yeah, in a roundabout way, it really, really will. Because like you said, it's such a significant part of ourselves and something that I think gets so suppressed Mm -hmm. in our growing up years for whatever reason. It's also something that's so confused by society and Hollywood and our culture, that we just get a lot of negative messaging about this. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we can really dial it in and be truthful with ourselves and with our spouse, it really does make everything else in the relationship better. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Monica. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Okay, so I have tons of students and clients, and I'm sure you do too, who want to want to have more mm-hmm. sex with their spouse, but they're ha- they have such a hard time when they feel tired, stressed, or busy, like mm-hmm. we talked about. What are some of your best recommendations for where these women can start when they know they want to want it, they just don't know where to start? Well, it's all about mindset. That's what I teach my clients, right? When we think about sex, how are we thinking about it? Is it one more thing that we have to do? Is it something that you are giving to your spouse to keep them happy? Or are you doing it for yourself? Are you looking at it as a way to receive love and pleasure and relief from the stresses of life? A way to replenish your own tank. When you can change your perspective on how you think about it, that's when things really start to change. Yeah, I love that. It brings into my mind a story of this woman and she was really having a hard time. We talked back and forth for a long time because she had this block that she just couldn't. She's like, I don't want to tell my husband that I masturbate, but she's like, I masturbate. And when I do, it's so wonderful. And I can't recreate that feeling with him. And I immediately was like, you know, why do you think that is? And I absolutely let it come from her, even though I knew what the answer was, is that she felt like when she was with her husband, that she had to just serve him and focus on him and that she couldn't be focused on her own pleasure while being with him. And so once we like kind of broke down that mental block where she was like, oh, we can be together and also both experienced pleasure when it, in that area, it can be amazing for both of us. So talk about that for a second, how you teach your students to think about the idea of focusing on someone else while simultaneously focusing on your own pleasure. 
Yeah. So I talk to women a lot about that their orgasm is their responsibility. Their husband's orgasm or pleasure, whatever, is their husband's responsibility. And you're choosing to bring that with each other. And so there are going to be times where you need to go internal and do what you need to do in your own mind to get yourself there. And then you can expand yourself out and include him and kind of go back and forth between those two things. So internal and external. And it just kind of expands our sense of self. And that way, both parties, if both parties are doing that, they're both getting what they need individually and then also giving to each other. Yeah, I love that. And I think that really helps when we think about cultivating desire as well, because if it's something that we understand is for ourselves just as much as it's for our partner, we can kind of get to that thought of like, maybe this is a good idea. Like maybe I could enjoy this as well. And it's not just me putting it all out there for them. Yes, I totally agree with that. I love it. So the other big block that most of my students have is as women, we tend to be super critical of our bodies and insecure about the way we look, especially after having kids. How can we overcome or move past these insecurities so we can start loving the idea of showing up sexually for ourselves and our partners? In other words, how can we start feeling sexy when we don't necessarily feel sexy? (laughs) Yeah. So as women, I think we often think we can't be sexy unless our bodies look like they did when we were 18 or before babies. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just not true. I have talked to many, many men about what they think is sexy and not a single one has ever told me it's about weight or size or boob size. What they think is sexy is their wife being confident in who she is right now. Like they don't need certain things physically. They just want you to love yourself. So when we can learn to embrace our bodies as they are, and of course our bodies change over time, we bear children, we age, but that does not mean that we are not sexy. We are totally still sexy. Be confident in who you are right now. And that is the best way to be sexy. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you for some concrete to do's because I think that that's great in concept, but How can we really, really dial that in and be like, okay, I'm going to be confident in my body right now. What can I physically do today if I don't feel confident and sexy to start that process of really embracing who I am exactly the way that I am? Okay. So I just want you to notice the thoughts that you have about yourself and not judge those thoughts. Just be, just start to become aware of what they are. When you look in the mirror is the first thing you're like, oh, my stomach's too fat or my boobs are too small or my butt has gotten really big. I've gained too much weight. If those are kind of the negative thoughts that are going on about your body, then you're going to have a lot harder time with it. So what I like women to do, and I know this sounds really funny, but After you get out of the shower, before you get in the shower, when you're naked, I want you to stand in front of the mirror and pick one thing that you like. Don't worry about all the stuff you don't like. Pick one thing that you do like, and then you focus on that. And then maybe the next week you're like, okay, well, I like this too. And you find another thing that you like about yourself and you focus on those thoughts and just keep focusing on what you do like instead of focusing on what you don't like. We all have parts of ourselves that we don't love, but when we focus on those, that's what takes us down the spiral, right? But when we can focus on the things that we do like about ourselves, then it kind of creates an upward spiral that is really helpful. And then when we get into those situations where like our husband's like, you're so sexy, instead of going like, well, my, you know, I gained so much weight and I don't look like I did when I was 18. I'm like, you know what? 
I really like my eyes. I really like my hair. I actually have really nice boobs. So that works. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, I'm just going to keep throwing objections at you because these of are course. all the things. These are all the reasons why my students feel like they can't have a healthy, thriving sex life. And I know you just did a recent podcast episode on how to keep the kids from running our sex lives. So what are some of your best recommendations there? So you have to make your marriage and sex a priority. You just have to. And that we think that our lives should revolve around our children. But studies show that children are actually happier when they grow up in a more secure sense. And they have a more secure sense of self when they grow up in a home where their parents are happy. And they can track that. Like they may not be able to verbalize it, but they can track that their parents are happy or they're not happy. They can also track and they're, they probably don't understand at the time, but if their parents have a good sexual relationship, just by the way that you touch each other or you don't touch each other, or if the husband, you know, touches his wife and she shrinks away or like pushes him away, kids track that. And so when you can develop that great marriage and that great sex life and make it a priority, that is actually really, really beneficial for your children. So put them to bed, lock the door, take the weekend getaways, go on vacations. You and your children will be better for it. I think that's the hardest thing for some people is like, my kids are going to be okay if I just leave them for a weekend to reconnect. Like that's a big mindset thing. How do you talk your, your clients through that idea of like, I can't leave my kids. I can't leave them. Well, what's going to happen when they're gone? <laughs> like they get, they grow up and they leave us. And then what do you have left without if you don't nurture that marriage the whole time, you're going to have nothing left by the time they leave. They will be fine. They'll actually be better for it if you leave them. So, you know, send them to grandmas or cousins or whatever, or if you have some trusted friends that you can swap for a night or a weekend or whatever, that is absolutely the best thing you can do for your kids. I love it. Well, I thought I would take this opportunity because you have a really unique perspective because you've been able to build a really healthy, thriving sex life despite both you and your husband being in your second marriage. So you do have kind of that baggage that comes when you've established mm -hmm. a sex life before yeah. and now are having to do it new again. So how do you help couples overcome kind of past traumas from previous partners or marriages and create a fresh new experience that belongs to the new couple? So sex is a unique experience with each couple. It's going to be different every time. So for the first thing, just don't compare. <laughs> Like, just look at it. This is new and different. Like you can take into the relationship what worked, but discard what doesn't work because you're going to create something new with this new partner. It's always a good idea to talk about it and be willing to look at your fears and where your resentments lie and talk about what you expect from your spouse, what you want from your spouse, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. It feels very uncomfortable sometimes to have those conversations, but that's going to actually set you up for success. So before my husband and I got married, you know, we'd both been married before. We actually talked extensively about what works for us individually, what doesn't, what we wanted, what we didn't. We kind of set some guidelines and boundaries and really had a good idea of what our sexual relationship that we wanted and what that would look like before we even got married. And then once we got married, we've been able to 
look at those things and like, you know what? I thought I didn't like this, but I really do. Can, can we try this? And constantly building and expanding as a couple and having that open and honest communication about it has really been so helpful. Now, if there is trauma, I highly recommend that you work with a qualified therapist. If there's actual trauma there, that's something that they need to work with you to overcome. It's not something I actually even do as a coach. If there's trauma, I, I like to work with a therapist and other aspects, but for the trauma part, they need to go to a qualified therapist. Yeah, I totally agree. And I do have tons of those in my back pocket as well. Yes. <laughs> so you also have a really cool course designed to help newlyweds establish a healthy, thriving sex life right from the start. What are some of the best pieces of advice you have to give newlyweds on this subject? Yeah, so I the course is actually for engaged couples as well as newlyweds. So I actually encourage couples if they can to take it before they get married because like I said before, it's going to encourage all of those conversations so they can kind of have a better idea of what they want going into it. But they need to understand that sex is a skill. It takes time to develop and to get good at it. They are not going to be good at it from the beginning. It is not going to look like what it does in the movies and in pornography. Like that's just not realistic. So understanding that from the get-go, because I think especially with our society today, that's where people get their idea of what sex is supposed to look like, either from media or pornography. And that's just not realistic. So understanding what it actually should look like and what it can look like is very different. I spend a lot of time teaching young couples that they're not in charge of their spouse's happiness, that they're that they're in charge of their own and that's it. That having expectations sexually or otherwise isn't usually a great idea. And I, one of the biggest things I teach them is how to deal with desire discrepancies because that is one of the biggest problems I see in most marriages and dealing with it in a healthy way that works for both parties, I think is pretty essential. Mm, I love that so much. <laughs> All right. So desire discrepancies is like the subject of a totally another podcast. We'll have you come on again and do that. Okay. But I'll ask you my signature question that I ask all my guests. If you had the attention of every woman in the entire world for just a few minutes, what is the most important thing you could teach them about increasing their desire so they can enjoy their sexuality and sex life within marriage? That if they will spend the time and the energy to increase their desire and learn to enjoy their sexuality, it is one of the best gifts they can give themselves. That their sexuality is an essential part of who they were created to be. And when they develop this part of themselves in a healthy way, then it really helps them love and cherish their whole selves and develop a better relationship with themselves and their spouse. Mm, I have loved this so much. Thank you so much, Amanda, for all that you do for couples, for women, for healthy sexuality. Where can my listeners find you and all of the wonderful things that you teach about this subject? Yeah. So I actually have a little freebie for your listeners. Um, It's my roadmap to personal pleasure. It's a guide to help women figure out how they personally experience pleasure and they can get it at amandalouder.com slash brighter side, all one word. So I also have a podcast. It's called live from love all about sex and marriage. And my website is amandalouder.com and you can find me on social media at amandalouder coaching. 
Perfect. We'll make sure all those things are linked in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time today and all the wonderful work you're doing. Thanks so much for having me, Monica. I'm sure you can see why I absolutely love Amanda and the work that she's doing. We have such similar viewpoints on things, but I love the unique perspective that she shares. I'm so excited to announce several really incredible things happening. The first is my brand new free download, which is seven mistakes you could be making if you want your husband to support you more. That is the number one question that I get in all of my messages and inboxes is how can I get my husband to support me more? So I went ahead and made a really cool download that's absolutely free. Just message me on Facebook or Instagram and I will send that right over to you. It will probably also be linked in the show notes. Also, next week starts our brand new five-day Seduce Your Spouse Challenge. I did it last month and it was such a hit. And now I've taken all your feedback, revamped it, made it even better. So I can't wait to get started on September 21st. So make sure you register through the link in the show notes, or you can go to www.onthebrightersideofmarriage.com backslash SYS challenge. Make sure to join us next week for a very special treat. I will be interviewing Sarah of Coconut Personal Lubricants, which you know that I absolutely love. And she will be talking about the importance of scheduling sex and lubes. So until then, have courage, be kind, and stay on the brighter side. <laughs>